0: Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira And I'm Em. And honestly, I think it's a miracle that we're actually here filming this podcast right now because it is so, so hot. I (laughs) know. I've got a fan on in the background (laughs) and if you can hear it I'm sorry but I also don't care enough to turn it off. (laughs) I wish I had a fan honestly I don't have one in the house and I'm just so so hot I thought it was gonna melt literally when I woke up this morning I was like this is disgusting disgusting. I've been to the gym though and that was Sweet, sweet relief. I don't know how you do it. What? <laughs> I, don't know, how you, I just don't know how you do it. Well, it was actually really nice because this gym is air conditioned and it was like, oh, oh. yeah. I just stood under one of the vents and I was like, wow, this is the life. <laughs> um, and it was so quiet, so I didn't really do that much, but I did enjoy just the cool, the air, quiet atmosphere. Um, See, that's yeah. the thing, in different countries that are used to heat, they always laugh
1: at us, we're a heatwave, but a lot of countries have air conditioning like as a thing, because yeah. it's always hot. We're not made
0: for you it, know, like, the houses not. are so well insulated, because we're a generally cold country, which means that when it's hot, the heat just stays in, and there's nothing you can do about it, so yeah. I'm not, not a fan. I, I enjoy warmer weather, but I think maybe like early 20s is like the optimum temperature it's mm-hmm. like it's warm you can wear a t-shirt you don't need to worry about wearing a coat but you also don't feel like you're gonna like die of heat exhaustion so that's always nice yeah <laughs> that's a bonus <goodness. laughs> it really is uh, but anyway uh, do you want to talk about your high and low of the week
1: okay so i've got two mini highs and then quite a vague low <laughs> Okay. so that's what I got for you today okay. so the first high just happened Kira knows what it is because I just sent I'm her a excited video about it, yeah. I got up this morning and I opened the blinds and I was going to go down and make myself coffee and I just paused and there was a huge, quite a big one fox in the field behind my house and this is exciting to me firstly because I never see any foxes like yeah Ben laughs at me because when I went to London and we were driving there was a fox that ran in front of the car and I was so excited I love foxes yeah he couldn't get he couldn't get his head around it because he's like I see them every day but I was like I really don't I think like I've seen
0: about five in my life and have two of them in such close and proximity. they're so orange. It's just so fun. It's like, you know, normally you see pigeons, squirrels. Yeah. Not to say that there's anything wrong with pigeons and squirrels, but you just get used to them. So maybe he's just desensitized because when you see something yeah. a bit rarer, like, I wonder how Australians feel about like kangaroos if they see them Oh more yeah, often. it's probably quite similar. Like, cause we'd be like, oh my God, a kangaroo. And they'd be like, yeah, it's just a kangaroo.
1: So. And also actually, like on this topic, so... Ben is coming to visit like Liverpool at some point. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh my gosh, I really want to go and see the red squirrels and feed them. Like I really want to do it. And I was (laughs) like, what? And that's because I've seen them my whole entire life, like, yeah. seen them in no, such see,
0: frequency, and I she was I so definitely agree excited. with Ben about that, because yeah. we only get the grey squirrels here, and the only time I've seen red squirrels is when I went to the uh, centre parks in Cumbria, where they yeah. have them, and it's like, ooh, a little red one, how cute. Yeah, no, um, they are really cute, but I feel like,
1: again, I've been desensitised to them, so I guess that's a bit similar, but I always hear these foxes mating when I'm trying to get to sleep. Mating, like, what like, a nice way I don't, to describe I don't know it. <laughs> Anyone else? Of our fellow was a bit better than what else, the <laughs> alternative. Um, I don't know if anyone else knows this. If you've heard a fox mating, it sounds like they're screaming. And so I I've spent... never heard one do
0: it. <laughs> I've heard about people hearing about it.
1: <laughs> like the other night, I was just on the precipice of going to sleep, and there was the loudest scream. Like it must have been very close to our house, and it jumped out on my skin. So I feel like they've massively disrupted my sleep. So I deserved the cute little <laughs> fox sighting. So. I enjoyed that so much I put it on my Instagram story, so that's (laughs) the one high, and then the other high is that I went to get my nails done yesterday, I've gone for some cute lilac, lilac? They look
0: so lilac, lilac, lilac Lilac. Lilac
1: shellac nails, so basically the context to this high is that I had such a bad nail biting habit, how bad was my nails,
0: how bad were my nails? Your nails have been a definite source of just like negativity in your life like everything else going so well and then you show your hands and you're like oh my god what's going on I can't (laughs) let anyone see this it's so
1: bad so a few weeks ago, like, when places opened up, I started getting acrylic nails. And then when my own nails grew long enough underneath the acrylics, I moved to shellac. And now I'm just, you know, I've got my natural nails with gel, it, mm-hmm. like gel on top. And when I got them redone yesterday, she said they were the longest, strongest natural nails she'd seen in a long time. And I was like, Which that is, is so such impressive. a win for my nail-biting habit. Any nail-biters out there, start by getting acrylic, let them grow, and then just get gel nails, and it works. I'm just
0: so impressed that they grew strong under acrylic as well. I've not had acrylics like many times, but the few times I have, i've ended up pulling them off and my nails underneath have just been so weak yeah. and like destroyed so it's really good that they've grown so strong see i i thought that was going to happen
1: and i think if i'd have just when i had my acrylics taken off i think if i would have just left them with nothing on top they probably would mm. have snapped so but the first time i got shellac on obviously shellac wrecked your nails a bit too but not as much as acrylic and i think they've just grown strong underneath the shellac yeah. um i feel like i've taken a lot of the roundup to explain very trivial things <laughs>
0: But we honestly, I
1: like I have not seen or done any, like seen anyone else or done anything this week. It's been a very boring week. So I guess that could be my low. Um, but my main low is quite big. So I'm gonna talk about it more uh, like closer to the time. But basically I am moving house or I'm moving from the house I'm currently in into a flat. Um, Yay. Very exciting, going to happen in the next couple of months. Um, but this week we had um, quite a lot of trouble just getting the contract through and getting everything sorted mm-hmm. and for a mo- like for a hot second um, it seemed very real that we might lose the flat oh no. that we really like um but it's gone fine like it's fine now um and it's through and i'll talk about it closer to the time when we move uh, otherwise i'll just be talking about it every week and that's boring um but yeah no the low was like for a second i thought i was gonna it's have to enter the property market again and i hate you know, looking for things, getting the viewings, yeah, you know, it's just for a horrible renting. process. It's yeah. like
0: they move so quickly, so you can like really set your heart on something and then it's just gone before you even had a chance to look at it. So yeah. it is really difficult and then getting all the references through it just seems to take yeah. forever and it's like a nightmare. So I'm very glad that it has actually Yeah. All it was gone a scary through.
1: scary evening, um, but we're back on track.
0: So what was your weekly high and low? Okay, so my weekly high is something pretty basic. But <laughs> as we mentioned it's so so hot at the moment. So yesterday I went to go see my dad and my brother for a coffee and I ended up just getting an iced Americano with oat milk and it was just the nicest coffee I've had in such a long time. Like... Really?! really? it's a cafe that I've never been to before because it's an independent one near my brother's house and so it's a bit risky to go for an americano I do realise mm. this because you just don't know if you're gonna like their type of coffee but it was so nice I did spill a significant portion of it on my jeans because I was trying to film a vlog clip of me drinking it and then as I did I just like spilled a load <laughs> did you it get was... it on the camera well I was drinking through a straw but I think I also tipped the glass as if I was gonna um... drink it not through a straw and um, it was a disaster but the coffee really really nice and Ooh, i sat in the sun win. and the jeans dried so there was no no damage done mm. um, and then my low of the week it's really embarrassing um <laughs> and also makes me look like i'm actually stupid um which i'm gonna say we already I'm knew not. that <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm not but you might be questioning it after this so um jay gets regular medication for arthritis which he then orders through an NHS app and we discovered on this NHS app that it shows you like a history of all of your medications that you've ever ordered through your GP so then we decided oh why don't I download it just because I was curious like I wonder what I've ever gotten you know like when was the first time I had antibiotics as a child etc etc that kind of riveting information um so I decided to download it um and in order to identify yourself and make sure that they're not giving away someone's personal medical records to a random and they need you to like scan your passport or like driver's license and then they compare that to the doctor's records and at that point i realized that on both my passport and my driver's license my middle name is spelt wrong
1: (laughs) what's your middle name again again remind
0: me Margaret.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I knew it I thought it was either Mary or Margaret, but I was thinking how
0: could you misspell Mary? Mary, yeah. I wish it was Mary. That would have been a lot easier. Um but no, so it's Margaret, which is spelled Margaret. Yeah. Margaret. But I don't like my middle name, sorry mum, and I choose not to say it as often as I can. So I think I've just like just assumed it was just Margaret without an extra A. Uh but it's not, so like Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm wondering like how do I go about rectifying this mistake because I'm I'm the wrong person? Are you
1: gonna have to do a, a name change like Phoebe and friends? Are you gonna choose something like... What
0: is it? Mrs Consuela Banana Hammock. Something like that. Uh, Princess Consuela. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. So I don't need to do a name change. I can keep my actual name. I just need to spell it correctly. But it's on official documents, and now I'm like, what do I do? I need to update the passport and driver's license yeah. so they have my actual birth name. <laughs> and, this and this is, is what like... happens when you don't like your middle name and you choose not to say it as often as you can because then you don't even know how to spell it properly. <laughs> Oh, that
1: is hilarious. That's like one of those stories that you hear about and you think, how could people do that? Like, how could people be that thick? And you are the thick person. <laughs>
0: uh, I just, I hate it so much. And so I also think, why is that extra A even there? Because you don't say it Margaret. Margaret. You say it, Margaret. Yeah, yeah so you do. my version is correct. It should be how I said it. But how did you even realise that though? If that's how you always spell it? Um, so I put my details in and then it said we've gotten this record for Kira Margaret Foster and obviously oh. that's from my GP, which will be what my mum set up when I was an infant and she is the one who gave me the name, so I'm thinking she knows how to spell it right. Um, <laughs> and I clearly don't. So it's at this point, I'm like, do I just go with the new spelling or do I rectify it? Like, what do I do? That's the real question. I mean...
1: I'd be tempted to stick true to how, like, I mean, if it's never come up as an issue before, if you've never been done for fraud before, I'm thinking I just mean, ride that. I'm sure, I mean, you are airing it to the public's
0: sphere yeah, now. Yeah, and I'm sure like a missing a is not grounds for fraud. I'm like, sorry, no, just for stupidity. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry. So that was that was my low. I was like, wow, what do I do now? If really, where do, just do we like, go from here do, yeah who even am I at this point um, but yeah has anything else happened for you this week <laughs> moving on from my stupidity <laughs> nothing that tops that
1: um, this week has been like I feel like this always happens when you have a crazy, busy, exciting week. The week that follows is always quite boring. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done anything this week. I have two things to talk about, but neither of them are like groundbreaking. So the first one, I got my second vaccine yesterday. I am now hashtag fully vaccinated. Um, <laughs> so I am like recording this podcast and trying to forget the fact that my arm feels dead. Um, that is the only symptom, though. So I feel like with any vaccine ever, you always get like a sore arm. So if that's the only yeah. symptom, I'm happy with that. Uh, so okay. that is the first thing. And then the second thing is that, and this one's quite a cute one. So yesterday morning, uh, I knew that I my vaccine was at five. So I had like the whole day um, and it was mm-hmm. going to be really hot. And so I decided to take myself on another solo date. You know, love I love that. a solo mm-hmm. date. So I got up really early. Because I wanted to kind of get into town before, like it get got really busy and like got secure busy, my yeah. spot. So I got up quite early and I did my hair using my new hair tool. I've bought the which Tony is. the Tony and Guy Deep Barrel Waver, which does like you know like mo- how Molly we- Molly, way. Molly, <laughs> Molly May Molly has like waves in her hair that she does so using one of those tools.
0: My sister the Molly the, May the Beauty Works yeah. one and a hair looks so nice when she does that. Yeah,
1: like Rachel has that one. Um, my sister for anyone that didn't know that. Um, mm-hmm. So I bought the cheaper version, the Tony and Guy version because my friend has that and she recommends it. So I did my hair using that and I was like, you know, in the morning just starts out mm-hmm. right because you're excited about something. Then I walked into town, got my nails done and then I went and got a little breakfast picnic from a variety Love of places. That. I went to m and got watermelon
0: because I just think m fruit hits different. Oh, I know you hate, I hate It mel- had mango I and melon in there too. But that's the problem is that when you put melon in something, its flavour gets into everything so then if yeah. you had a mango the mango is tainted it's well they were in separate sections
1: oh okay okay I'm not like it a, like a, it was like a fruit finger selection pack but i okay. do not want to say that out loud because it's a bit of a gross phrase um fruit, fruit finger f- selection <laughs> pack so so title of this episode <laughs> No, it's definitely not. <laughs> so, I got some fruit. Then, I went to Brew and Brownie, uh, which is mm. the nicest cafe in York, we all know. And I got, you know, I've had it with you before, where they do a croissant and then they pour Emmental cheese and oh sun dried tomatoes that looks in. Oh, so, mm, so yeah, good. Yeah, it hits the spot. And I got that too. Um, and then I went and just got a coffee. And I just took a selection of books with me, picked a spot in the sun, and read. And had you go? My fr- breakfast for I, I had it in um, Museum Gardens. Love and that. I moved spots like depending on if I was hot or and I needed the shade or if I wanted to lie in the sun. And then a wedding party had to ask me to move to so, because they wanted their wedding photo where I was sat
0: rude you've been like excuse
1: me i was here first oh so clearly you and ben had the same reaction because he was like well did you move i'm like of course i did it's their wedding day my I'm like sorry my picnic is not as important as their wedding day so i moved i watched the wedding photos being taken and then i meandered back it was such a lovely morning
0: that sounds always very, very
1: nice an advocate for a solo
0: date as we know so Love anything that. notable for about you. your week well, as you know, I've been very, 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 very busy at work lately, mm-hmm. which has been really nice because obviously it's nicer to be busy than to not have much to do. Yeah, and definitely. having had like a year of not being in work or when I am in work, like we didn't really know whether we could plan to do things because it was unsure whether we were gonna be closed again for another lockdown. It's been yeah. really nice to come back and have like a lot to do, but that has been eating into most of my life, so I've not really been doing a whole lot else. But One notable thing is, uh, basically, I've been going to the gym every day since April. Um, Wow. It's April the 19th when the gym's opened, or when our gym opened, and tomorrow is July 19th, so that's three months, a whole quarter of a year where I've been going to the gym for, like, every single day. Um, And I was starting to think, okay... I'm going to the gym every day, I'm pushing myself, and I am getting bigger, which is not what I was hoping to achieve, yeah. so um, I had a little step back, looked at my diet, and I've just kind of reshifted, because I've kind of been realising that maybe at dinner time I was eating enough calories for an entire day rather than (laughs) for dinner Um, and then snacks and all that kind of stuff and also I just felt like my diet had shifted way more towards processed foods rather than getting in enough like fruits and veg and of course processed foods are really great and delicious and I love them but I like to have a more balanced diet and I feel like it had gone way more towards the just like processed convenience foods side. So I... And Jay, actually, we've both d- downloaded My Fitness Pal, and Jay oh. is trying to gain muscle. I'm obviously trying to lose a little bit of weight. And the reason I'm mentioning this is not because it's anything that exciting, other than the fact that I've used My Fitness Pal on and off since I was like 13. And always for bad reasons, like to restrict calories and lose weight as quickly as possible and to make sure that each day I'm eating less and less and less, which is obviously really, really unhealthy. And so for that reason, I haven't used it for a good few years now, mostly mandated by Jay, who said I just couldn't use it like healthily. Um, Mm. But this time around, I'm really actually trying to make sure that I'm hitting goals, not trying to eat less and less all the time, but just trying to monitor like how much protein I'm getting and just like stay on top of it and actually using it to plan my days so that I'm eating fun foods but also getting in my nutrients and I just feel like my attitude has changed so much and this experience has really like sort of pointed that out to me where i'm like ah, oh, i've really like come quite far where i'm now using it as it's intended as like a healthy tool yeah to aid like long-term lifestyle changes rather than just as like a quick fix so oh, that has that been, for you it's been a very be,
1: positive thing to be candid about the gym journey <laughs> i've yeah. quit the gym <laughs> <laughs> just so like to offer a variety of viewpoints about the gym on this podcast Mm -hmm. and to not hide it because obviously we did talk about when we both went in the beginning i I think i'm going to start it again it's just that at the moment it's too far for me to walk Um, Oh, yeah, and you'll be closer when you move. Yeah, when I move, I'll be really close to the gym. So I have quit the gym for the summer, so there you go, a variety of perspectives. yeah,
0: to be (laughs) fair, like, this has been... I've been going to the gym since I was, like, in uni, and I have not been going to the gym every day when it's been open. There has been several times in the last few years where I've not gone to the gym for many, many months or where I've decided to do different types of exercises that don't involve the gym or I've done really no exercise at all. So it definitely is just, like, a, a thing that... I'm enjoying it at the moment and this is what's working for me but yeah, it's not what is right feel. for you but yeah I'm feeling very happy and I also have been trying to get more protein in so this week I've had three separate protein bar deliveries <laughs> I did see that on your Instagram, and I was like, "Go get it, girl!" Oh my god! So I got the Misfits Strawberries and Cream. That's the one I saw. Bar. Oh my god! It's so nice. It's covered in like vegan white chocolate. It's got crunchy bits in, and then like a layer of strawberry jam. It is mm. incredible, and I had to order that because it is limited edition. I also got some My Protein Choc Chew Bars, which is a new one from them. And the way nice. that I would describe that is like a dark chocolate toffee crisp type thing in like the texture Ooh, and flavor. I haven't had a really toffee nice crisp in about 10 years. I know it really was a throwback and then I also got some of my protein vegan like protein cookies which was very mm, nice, nice as well. So it's been a high protein week I've been living my best life.
1: Yeah I definitely think it's it's good sometimes to analyze your diet not from a I need to eat less or I need to eat more, but what am I eating? Like, what's the nutritional value of what I'm eating? Exactly, because I just it's wasn't feeling my
0: best, so. Yeah,
1: I definitely love uh, food that isn't, un- that isn't healthy. I, mm. For example, on Friday, I did order a Five Guys, and yesterday I did have pizza. Um, mm. But I think in general, like, eating a balanced diet just makes you feel so good inside and outside exactly Um, yeah definitely support that
0: balanced diet is 100% to include processed foods because if you're only eating whole foods you are restricting yourself massively maybe not in calories but just in the like options you give yourself and the way that this has been working is that I've been able to make sure that I'm having like a treat every single day Um, and I'm eating foods that I really enjoy but I'm also making sure that I'm using them within the greater picture so that I'm hitting my goals as well so yeah just want to share that Mm. piece of health is wealth people it sure is it sure is and on that note (laughs) shall we move into the main theme let's go (laughs) i hated that (laughs)
1: let's go Okay, so welcome to the weekly theme. This week, Kira chose. So I'm going to yes. hand
0: over to you to explain your theme. I'm really excited about this one. I'm very excited about it as well. So as you all know, it's summer. And a lot of people <laughs> come up with like summer bucket lists and all of yeah. that kind of stuff. Now, we were actually going to do an episode about this, like a post-lockdown bucket list. But then we kind of realised that we don't actually have that many things on our list. So and we kind have of already talked about episode. them in roundups. Yeah. So instead, I've decided to go for a book it, it list, list. <laughs> <laughs> so we're basically just gonna be talking about some of the books that we want to read over the summer period I was gonna say summer holidays but we're adults and we don't get one of them so um just the summer period the teachers Bad in times. my house are preparing to
1: have their summer holidays and I know teachers work so hard and they deserve but the summer holidays but I'm still doesn't so stop jealous. you from being jealous yeah, yeah jealous. my
0: mum worked in a school and I'm just like Ugh. Half-term. Summer holidays. Who do you think you are? <laughs> um, but really, I'm just jealous. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it comes from a place of bitterness. <laughs> Absolute bitterness indeed. Especially because last year we kind of did get a summer holiday because of lockdown yeah. and it was so summery as well last year. But alas, we don't have one this year, but we do have books, so let's talk about them. Okay, so
1: my first one just whacked my knuckle on my desk that ouch. Hurt. My first one is the only one that I think we might match up on um, because you mentioned this first like many months ago and i just picked it up in waterstones um wasn't something i was anticipating is the one i'm reading now and it is sunset by jesse it is the
0: one that we match up on yeah
1: so like all credit where credit's due kira's been talking about this book for months because i think you know a bit more about jesse cave than me i know Mm -hmm. nothing about her so i'll let you explain her um but (laughs) i am the reason i picked up sunset by jesse cave is because I read the blurb I bought this one in Waterstones Piccadilly a few weeks ago I read the blurb Mm -hmm. and it said sisters and I was sold I love (laughs) reading about sister relationships and it's also something I'm playing around with in my own writing at the moment and so I'm trying to read as many books about sisters as I possibly can um just I think when you read more your writing improves because of it not out of copying just I think reading people's writing inspires you so that's what I've been doing reading as many sister books as I can so I'm currently reading Sunset by Jessie Cave but as I said this was Kira's anticipated release so I'm gonna (laughs) hand over to you and you can explain it as one of yours if you want
0: Absolutely. Okay, well, I'll talk a little bit about Jessie, and then you can talk a little bit about the book, because okay. you've started it and I haven't. So, Jessie Cave, I first came across her. She's an actress, and she was in the later few Harry Potter films, playing Lavender Brown. Um, and then last year, I came across her podcast, which, as I mentioned in last week's episode, is We Can't Talk About That Right Now, and it's one that she hosts alongside her sister, BB, which is why I love that as well, because their sister relationship is yeah. so fun, and they're like... They're very, like, mean to each other, but in a funny way. They have just, like, a very, like, bantery relationship, and I really like it. Um, and so she's a very, like, quirky person. Her, like, dress sense and just, like, the way that she, like, puts herself out there. She's very unique. And I just thought, I'm definitely keen to read this book. Mm-hmm. I enjoy everything else that she's put out, so... I was very excited to read it. All I really know is that it's about sisters because I haven't dug any further because I knew I was probably going to like it so I didn't really want to spoil it or dive too far in. But if you have any thoughts about the book itself, I'd love to hear them. Okay, so I'm going to keep this brief
1: because it so it's about Hannah and Ruth who are two sisters. It's written from Ruth's point of view and Hannah is her older sister. And from the get-go, you can feel this sister relationship. It is written so well. The characters feel really real and... I know through having a sister, and I think obviously you have a sister too, so when you read it, I yeah. think you'll you'll just think she's nailed this. Like it is a sister relationship to a T and it's so visual and just vibrant and the mm. relationships are just unmatched. So that is just the best thing about it so far. But in the blurb, <clears> it does kind of allude to the fact that these two sisters are very close and then something, an event happens and it changes everything. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what that event is because honestly i didn't see it coming i didn't know what it was going to be and that made the reading experience like i was sat in museum gardens yesterday and i actually gasped i'm only 100 pages (laughs) in um i'm only 100 pages in so i can't really comment any more on that but the sister relationships are just written so well um and it was also blurbed by dolly alderton on the front and that is another thing that's sold me for it because what you know i love a, a bit of dolly so that is the first book on my summer reading list do you want to go next and
0: the first on mine so the <laughs> next one on mine <laughs> um is actually um sense and sensibility by jane austen Um definitely so not a match reason- <laughs> Yeah, definitely not for you. Um, but basically, I've decided, and I actually put a video up yesterday, which was Saturday for anyone listening. It's on my channel, you can go and find it. But it's basically announcing an All About Austin read-along, where Yay! I'm going to be reading all six of Jane Austen's complete novels over the next six months in publication order and hopefully other people will be joining me as well um and the first book from that list is Sense and Sensibility which I'll be reading in August so it is a reread for me I read it last summer for the first time and I really really enjoyed it so I'm looking forward to reading it again it's probably my favourite book cover that I have on my shelves it's like the pink one oh yeah the one with the cup of tea Yeah, it's got a cup of tea with steam on it. It's very, very beautiful. Didn't you say
1: that if you were gonna get a tattoo, you'd base it off like that kind of design? Have I made that up. that kind
0: of cup, yeah, no. I wouldn't have the steam exactly the same as that, but I thought if I was ever gonna get a tattoo, I'd either get like a teapot or like a cup of tea with steam Mm -hmm. coming out because tea is gonna be in my life forever, so (laughs) I wouldn't regret the tattoo. Tea is the constant. it really is. I love tea so much. Um but yeah, I love, love, love that book. And I'm excited to read all of Jane Austen's books, like in publication order and just see Yeah. Like I've read all but one of them so far, so they'll be mostly rereads, but I'm starting with this one and I think it's gonna be a good time. Mm, love that
1: for you but definitely not for me (laughs) (laughs) love that okay so my next one is the only one on this list that I don't own, it is a pretty expensive hardback in Waterstones it's £19 Um, but I'm going to read you the synopsis because Once I read this to you, I feel like you're gonna understand why I want it and potentially you might want to read it. So it's called The View Was Exhausting and it's written by Michaela Clements and Unduly Data. I think that's how you say that. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is the synopsis. Whitman Tagore and Leo Milanowski are the greatest love story of our time. International movie star meets the beautiful son of a millionaire. Their kisses write headlines and their fights break the internet. Nobody needs to know it's not real. Mm. Wynne knows that Hollywood demands perfection, especially from a woman of colour. Leo just wants to enjoy life and shift the press attention away from his dysfunctional family. Together, they control the narrative, except this time on the shores of Saint- Saint-Tropez. How do you say that? Saint-Tropez?
0: Saint-Tropez, yeah.
1: Leo is hiding a secret that is about to send Wynne's world spinning. Now everyone's dream couple must confront the messy reality of their relationship, just as they're starting to realise they may actually be falling in love.
0: Ooh. Doesn't that give you Taylor Jenkins Reid vibes? it really does actually Mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like it's got that kind of style to it
1: and she actually has blurbed it and she says effortlessly cool razor sharp and crazy fun so that's definitely on my reading list can't say any more than that but there's the synopsis sounds a bit taylor jenkins reed-esque you know where it looks at these iconic kind of Mm. in
0: the limelight characters um yeah so yeah that's the next one on my reading list Love that. When you said that Taylor Jenkins Reid had blurbed it, I was wondering whether she was going to say something arrogant like Stephen King, um, because I read a book recently by CJ Tudor, and on the back of it, uh, Stephen King has blurbed it, and he said, if you like my stuff, you'll enjoy this. <laughs> Stephen King, yeah. I'm like, also, if you are Stephen King, like, you have to like know like how popular you are in in your genre yeah it's like it does seem arrogant but it's also accurate and so I was (laughs) wondering whether Taylor had that same level of confidence well Uh, actually I didn't know anything about like what taylor jenkins Reid was like but i
1: watched her in a literary event i think it was the stylist literary festival and i watched her mm. in an interview so Some, someone was interviewing her and beth o'leary
0: and oh, she yeah, just yeah. came
1: across so lovely and humble that's nice and just like someone that just loves writing and writing about iconic characters so that was a fun a fun event I'm, i love going to online literary events at the moment it's so fun
0: nice um okay so that does sound like a really good book although i still would have been a little bit apprehensive about the price i'm not gonna lie yeah i know it's in my waterstones wish
1: list not my basket
0: (laughs) ah yeah i wonder if there'll be a kindle version Mm, that's true and then you can decide if you want to get a physical copy later on yeah a little bit of genius there yeah that really was stupid not (laughs) Not just a pretty face (laughs) Okay, so the next book on my list is Milkfed by Melissa Broder. Ooh, I've seen this all over Instagram. So it sounds like definitely a like literary fiction type of book. I feel like it's going to be like quite intelligent in terms of like the characters mm-hmm. and the relationships in the book. I'm going to read the synopsis because I don't know too much about it, to be honest, but I have seen it everywhere as well, which is why I was excited to read it. Um, and it basically says... Rachel is 24, a lapsed Jew who has made calorie restriction her religion. By day, she maintains an illusion of existential control by way of obsessive food rituals, and at night she pedals nowhere on the elliptical machine. Then Rachel meets Miriam, a young Orthodox Jewish woman intent upon feeding her. Rachel is suddenly powerfully entranced by Miriam, by her Sundays and her body, her faith and her family, and as the two grow closer, Rachel embarks on a journey marked by mirrors, mysticism, mothers, milk and honey.
1: Ooh, do you know what? I've seen that everywhere and I've never read the synopsis and I did not know that that's what it was about. It looks like it would be literary fiction, but I didn't know any more than that.
0: Yeah, I feel like you can just tell from books whether they're going to be a literary fiction, but there's so much that can go, that's like such a broad term Mm. that it doesn't really give you much knowledge about what the book is actually about, but it certainly sounds interesting um, and I have heard a lot of good things about it, so I'm excited to dive in and see what it's all about. Mm, I'm
1: excited to hear what you think and potentially borrow.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so the next one on my list is something that I, it, I just, it really makes me think of Summer. So I'm going to be reading another Sophie Kinsella. Sophie Kinsella is, I think, the queen of the rom-com. Like, I never <laughs> laugh out loud at other books as much as I laugh out loud at a Sophie Kinsella book. So mm-hmm. I only now have a couple I haven't read, but I always save them for Summer. So the one that I'm reading this Summer is I've Got Your Number. Um, and the tagline says, one ring and he's yours. And it's about someone who is engaged and on a night out with the girls, she's called Poppy. She loses her engagement ring and also loses her phone. And then this is where I feel like it's a little bit unrealistic. She finds an, ab- a little bit. <laughs> she finds an abandoned phone in a bin and she thinks, I've lost my phone. I'll have this phone because no, it's <laughs> abandoned. And it actually ends up belonging to an elusive businessman called Sam. And he wants his phone back and their lives become tangled together. So, I mean, I would never pick up an abandoned phone and think I'll have this one. But I guess that facilitates the storyline I love a romance. I love a rom com and I love Sophie Kinsella, so we'll see.
0: Hmm. That sounds fun. What I love in books sometimes is how vague people's jobs can be. Yeah. It's like Business man. Executive. <laughs> like what does that mean? What are you business Yeah, what are you? Who who do who do you who do you who think are you are? We? Um But yeah, that does sound like fun. I feel like rom coms are just a good time. I've never actually read anything by Sophie Kinsella. For me oh, So funny. I love Jenny Colgan as you Mm -hmm. know yeah love Beth O'Leary um but my romance repertoire is definitely a lot more limited than yours yeah I would definitely say that
1: Beth O'Leary has more obviously it's quite light-hearted but it also has a bit of grit to it like there's always an underlying storyline that's a bit more um yeah you know hard-hitting whereas I think Swift Kinsella are just fun like really funny, light-hearted yeah. and funny Um there's not that much depth to, blah, blah, blah. there's not, that much, not depth that much depth to them <laughs> that's hard to say depth and um, not depth. as much depth to them Um but they are just really fun and if you're looking for something that feels like a hug in a book I always reach for mm. Sophie Kinsella
0: yeah see that's how I feel about Jenny Colgan but yeah. I don't think her books are particularly funny they're like cozy yeah. and they also have some grit in them but they are very very like cozy and just, like, hugging a book vibes, but they also feel very wintry, not so good for the summertime, so I would definitely give Sophie Kinsella a try, yeah. Mm. Okay, so, next one on my list. Now, before we made this list, you requested to know whether we could talk about Sally Rooney, Mm -hmm. because her book is out, Just after summer. So we can't talk about her. Sorry, she's not on the list. But But assume
1: that we are anxiously awaiting it every single day of our lives. (laughs) 100%,
0: yeah. But I did recently, in Waterstones, come across a book which is called Snowflake by Louise Nealon, which is, obviously doesn't sound very summery at all, (laughs) but it's uh, by an Irish author and it sounds like the same type of book as Sally Rooney's, which is why I thought I'd bring her up as well. So again, I'll just read you the blurb so that you can see what it's all about. So, we have 18-year-old Debbie White lives on a dairy farm with her mother Maeve and her uncle Billy. Billy sleeps out in a caravan in the garden with a bottle of whiskey and the stars overhead for company. Maeve spends her days recording her dreams which she believes to be prophecies. This is this world is Debbie's normal, but she is about to step into life as a student at Trinity College Dublin. Oh, there it she is. Between sophisticated new friends and the family bubble, things begin to unravel. Maeve's eccentricity tilts into something darker, while Billy's drinking gets worse. Debbie struggles to cope with the weirdest and most difficult parts of herself, her family, and her small life. But the fierce love of the white family is never in doubt, and Debbie discovers that even the oddest families are places of safety. Mm. So I feel like that it does up a lot in Sally Rooney's books is obviously small-town people moving from rural Ireland to a bigger city like Dublin and kind of, like, navigating... Who they want to be versus like where they've come from and the connections of families and all of that kind of stuff. And I just think it sounds like it will be a similar vibe. So yeah, I'm pretty confident. And also like being taken in by other families.
1: Obviously, in conversations with friends, Francis and Bobby kind of got tangled in the lives of another couple. So definitely that Mm -hmm. theme of being welcomed in or not welcomed into another family uh, comes up a lot. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And of course in Uh, normal people, Marianne's own family background is not very good, so she feels like she's kind of welcomed in by Connell and his mum, and his mum just like such a lot to sort of make Marianne feel welcomed, so yeah, I definitely definitely think it's going to be interesting, so I'm excited to read that Mm. one, I'll keep you updated. Again, excited to borrow, because I have also picked that
1: up in Waterstones and then I remembered that you had it, feel free to borrow Uh anything I own, I feel like I always just borrow (laughs) yours, Um, and also I just wanted to point out, there is no panic, like the panic of having to read a synopsis on this podcast. Oh it feels like it's you know like when reading the, aloud in yes school. i was gonna say that when it gets to you and you know your name's next on the register and you know you're gonna have to read the next section so you God. looked in the
0: book to see which you were gonna read and like practiced in your head that's it's what it awful. feels like what if you sometimes <laughs> got it wrong and you you misinterpreted what section you were gonna have to get to and you were prepped for the wrong part which means that you're exactly almost destined to, to mess stumble it up over your words it's like normally speaking is fine but when it comes to reading aloud it's like it's horrible like game. if i
1: wasn't horrible. If I wasn't being watched by anyone or filmed or recorded, I think I'd be fine. But when I know, <laughs> it just messes yeah. it up. Like the amount of bloopers I had from YouTube videos where I had to start again, which I oh, also just want to mention, really fun to talk about books again, because obviously I'm not doing bit YouTube at the moment, so I don't get to oh, talk yeah. about books as much. So this is really fun. So the next one on my list is The Margot Affair by, how would you say that? I'm going to show you the cover.
0: Some- siné
1: siné yeah siné siné limoine um don't know if i've talked about this one on the podcast before um i'm not going to read the full synopsis i'm just going to read uh the little kind of you know the tagline that made me buy this in waterstones Mm -hmm. and i knew nothing else so it's called the Margot affair and it says the secret daughter of a french politician and a famous actress drops the startling revelation that will shatter her family in this beguiling debut novel of intrigue and betrayal (laughs) Ooh, I was like,
0: love, intrigue, and betrayal.
1: <laughs> the illegitimate love child of a French politician and a famous actress. Sold. Don't know anything else about that, but yes. I feel like it's going to be maybe set in France. um I think it's set in Paris. Love that. Intrigue mm-hmm. and
0: betrayal. Love that.
1: Just think it's, again. It, it
0: sounds a little bit similar in certain ways to Taildrain. Yeah,
1: did. I was just going to say that. I think when you've got people that are in like a high profile, in the spotlight, people, and it's about their lives, mm-hmm. I'm just sold on that. So yeah. Don't know anything else about that one, but I'm really, really excited to read it. I think it's going to be a fast-paced
0: read because, obviously, mm. intrigue and betrayal. Betrayal. we love to see it. <laughs> okay. Um, we love a bit of betrayal. I, we really do. Not in our own lives, but in our books. But in our fine. reading lives. exactly um so I have one more book on my list and that book is small great things by Jodie Pico which first of all I love the cover of it's like a red and white stripey one but then the red is like a foil effect so it's a little bit shiny it looks a bit Christmassy again <laughs> it does actually yeah um but I love Jodie Pico I've read quite a few of her books and really enjoyed them but I haven't picked up any of her books I think since like 2019 so I didn't read any of her books at all last year and I read quite a few towards the end of summer 2019 and into autumn and then I kind of just stopped but But Sarah, our friend, has highly recommended this one to me, so I'm very excited to read it. Um, And the blurb of this one is, When a newborn baby dies after a routine hospital procedure, there is no doubt about who will be held responsible, the nurse who had been banned from looking after him by his father what the nurse her lawyer and the father of the child cannot know is how this death will irrecoverably, irre- irrevocably irrevocably <laughs> christ irrevocably change all of their lives in ways both expected and not small great things is about prejudice and power it's about that which divides us and unites us so mm, that's someone
1: on my personal instagram
0: put this on their story and said they loved it like a couple of weeks back yeah What I really like about Jodie Pico's books, and I'm assuming that that will be true of this book as well, I obviously haven't read it yet, but in all of her books so far, there has either been multiple perspectives, multiple timelines, or both, Mm -hmm. so you really start to see a situation that you, like, for example, you might hear about that situation of a baby dying and think, okay, there's only one way to look at this situation, but by providing so many different perspectives, she really explores, like, how... Differently, you can view something when you take all sides into account, yeah. and then it usually surrounds some kind of legal battle as well. So you obviously have things like My Sister's Keeper, which has a court case in it. There is one about a school shooting, which has obviously got a court case in it. There's one about a murder suicide, which again has a court case in it. So they all kind of surround some kind of dramatic legal proceeding, and then all of the real people's lives that are involved in that. So mm, it, I interesting. just think she uses uses law Usage. in a way Usually <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, I know. Uh, she uses law, which can kind of be a bit boring, like a court case isn't that mm. exciting. In a way that kind of brings it to life by combining it with like everything else that comes from the fallout of this criminal event, and I just think she does it in such an interesting way. I really like her work. And I'm excited to read another thing by yeah. her finally. So I have one of her books on my shelf, which is the Book of Two Ways,
1: which actually Ooh. is the only one of her books that seems to be not about a court court case. That's the one about yeah, a death I've not doula. Read that one. Yeah, um, I really yeah. want to get to that one, but it's not my final book. My final book is She Regrets Nothing by Andrea Dunlop, and the reason that I want to read this one is uh, because it really reminds me of Gossip Girl so Ah. this um is about layla lawrence who becomes an orphan at 23 and she is the forgotten granddaughter of one of new york's wealthiest men and because she loses her parents really sadly she kind of joins her long lost family in manhattan and -hmm. is welcomed into their world and it says and once she has once she's had a glimpse of their glittering world she refuses to let it go without a fight so this just sounds like it's going to be new york wealthy families like (laughs) a little bit of drama. I don't know, I need this Gossip Girl style writing in my life this summer, I think.
0: Love it. I love it when, like, a book seems like it's going to remind you of a show that yeah. you really enjoy or just has, like, a similar vibe or style. Love that. Really mm. do. Me too. And I'm also going back
1: to TV shows that we love, re-watching One Tree Hill again, and I'm just going just to put it out there. Best TV show
0: of all time. Wow, that is a bold mm, statement. Yeah. That is a very bold statement. Um, but I'm glad that you feel that way. <laughs> and on that note
1: on that one tree hill infiltrates into every podcast episode note shall we move on to the agony ant let's do it
0: Okay, so it's time for the Agony Ant section. I'm very excited about this week's one because it's been quite a while mm-hmm. since we have done or stolen a question from Dolly Alderton. But this mm-hmm. week we thought that we would do one question from our Agony Ant box that's been sent by someone who listens, and then we also stole one from Dolly, which it was is too a really good not question. to. <laughs> yeah, you sent it to me, and I was like, yeah, we have to do yeah, that this one. This is the one. So, <laughs> Without further ado, we'll save Dolly as like the last little treat of this episode and we'll Mm -hmm. start with the one from our question box. So do you want to take it away?
1: Okay, so the one that we got in our column agony ant form this week um, was quite a long question. And I feel like because we've been talking about dating more, we're starting to get more questions that are related to that. Um, Mm -hmm. So this one says... How do I know when I'm ready to be in a relationship or not be single anymore? I've been single for over a year and I feel like I've had this time to heal and get more in touch with myself. But I've recently started having a crush. There's details about the crush here. I'm just going to skip over that because I think the main mm. point and the main point that's relatable to anyone else listening is that she's been single for over a year and she's got a crush on someone and she doesn't know if it's just like an unhealthy infatuation um, because she's been single for a year and she's lonely or mm. if it's someone that she genuinely likes and she should see... Like, if she's ready for that and see where it goes. And the context for this is that she's 21 years old and she's in uni, so she knows that she's still young and there's plenty more things to worry about and plenty of time to find a significant other. She said, Sorry for such a long question. I really enjoy reading don't context, apologize. so don't yeah. apologise.
0: Um, and she says, But I love you too and would appreciate some advice. That's Aww. so nice. We love you too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. um Right. Well, I feel like there's a lot of different ways to look at this one because. Mm-hmm obviously this person has got someone in their real life that they're maybe thinking that they like so that's a slightly different circumstance to just like am I ready to start like seeing people because you've got a person in mind Um, and in that context I would maybe just like reach out to that person and just say hey I've kind of been picking up vibes that maybe when we could be something other than friends is that something that you've picked up on or you know totally fine if not but I just wanted to put it out there and just kind of get the response like if they're a good enough friend you just say I don't want this to be weird and if the answer is no then that's totally fine as well but I just want to put it out there I think if the question is in your mind it's probably gonna stay in your mind until you've got some kind of resolution yeah and of course if you are honest with this person and just say how you're feeling then you can kind of prioritize the friendship and just say if you're both in agreement that you maybe want to explore it you can just go on a couple of dates and just see how it goes if you feel like oh actually this isn't a romantic thing we're just good friends then you can kind of revert back to that but if you keep kind of like fancying the person from a distance and becoming more and more invested in it then I think is where you'd have an issue because you could both be on completely different pages whereas if you're upfront, I think you'll avoid mm. that issue So that would be my first piece of advice for anyone else listening who maybe doesn't have a person in mind, but they're just like, oh, am I ready to start dating? Then I'd say just, like, get on some apps and, like, just go on a few dates because there's no commitment there. Like, you're not in any way obliged to take it any further than, like, even a first date. But I think just, like, getting out there and seeing how you feel, meeting people in that way where romance is obviously, like, the key aim will be a good indicator to you if you are ready or whether you want to like continue taking a bit more of a break from dating. Definitely. And I will say like, I'm going to start off my advice for this one by
1: saying that if you're self-aware enough to question whether you are ready then I think you are definitely not rushing into something because you feel Mm -hmm. like some desperation or some loneliness. Because I think when that occurs is when you just go in all guns blazing because you just want someone to fill that void. And I think if you're stepping back to question whether you are ready, then you are definitely not in that category. So I'd say Mm -hmm. that's my first impression off this one. Um, Being single is really great. I, the single time that I had in between relationships, I think is probably where I've discovered the most about myself. but I think the kind of societal discussion about loving being single and you don't always have to be in a relationship can get to the point sometimes where you then meet someone that you genuinely have a connection with and you hold yourself back from that because, you know, this narrative that single life is the best life. It makes you not want to you know, jump into a new relationship and it holds you back from that because maybe you don't want people to think, oh, she's just going for another relationship. But the best things happen when you least expect them and you should just go with the flow and what your gut instinct says. Like, if you think you need more time being single, if you would prefer to do that go for it but don't let it hold you back from discovering a connection with someone else because I think you know you don't want to miss out on something that could be equally as great and also I would just say that the best kind of relationships you will still be able to have that time for yourself where you can discover yourself I know that I still go like on solo dates I still have all my like introverted hobby is like writing and reading and doing this podcast and all the social lives with my friends and I think the best kind of connections that you have in a romantic way will allow you to do all of that self-discovery still so don't think it's a kind of an either or situation because I think I mean once you if you get into a relationship with this person if you start dating them then you should still be able to do all of those things and as I said Hmm. I think the fact that you're questioning it means that you probably are ready I think if you just rushed into it straight away, like after a different relationship, obviously some people do that and that is absolutely fine because if it's right, it's right if you meet the right person. But I think yeah. the fact that you've had a year and you're still questioning means that you probably are ready to start thinking about it. And also congrats for finding someone organically.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because that never
1: happens. Like what? Well, how exciting. No
0: definitely a lot more rare especially in the current context of being in like lockdowns and you know yeah much more social distancing all of that kind of stuff so that's really great and I also think the fact that it is an organic meeting and you actually just feel like you've got a connection yeah. with a person again signifies that you're not rushing into it because it's not as if you're like right I just need to get on apps to meet someone I don't care who it is yeah, need to meet definitely. somebody it's like you've already got a person in mind who you think okay I actually really like this person and now you're thinking about taking it further. So yeah. I'd say go for it. And, and also, you can always change your mind later on. Yeah, definitely. It it's yeah. not,
1: uh, you know, going on one date with someone does not mean you have to be in a relationship with them. Um, and also if you are thinking, am I ready? I'm going to download some apps. Like if not this person, but anyone else who's listening. I think also going on first dates with people can be another act of self-discovery and it can be another like fun way to explore who you are because yeah. I love meeting new people I really I know most people don't but I really enjoy first dates and like speaking to just other people on a friendly level as well and um, it can help you discover other things about where you are in your like romantic life and how you feel about relationships and how you feel about yourself so I definitely don't think that it's a bad thing to get going again and see what's out there, and it's actually a really fun thing. And as always, if you go on a date with this person, please report back. I want to know. I want to know how all these situations turn out. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Okay, so moving on to the next question the one that we have stolen from Dolly. This This one cracks me up. So this question says, "I've become obsessed with astrology, and I've now gotten really into looking at guys' birth charts. Is this a bad thing?" <laughs> I feel like we can particularly like not relate to this entirely,
1: but we had an obsession at one point with astrology TikToks and like matching oh star God, signs it's together.
0: So funny! I just think they're hilarious. So for anyone that doesn't know, I feel like most people know what a birth chart is, but that's basically where you'd like put in details about where you were born, the time of day that you were born. And you don't just get given your main sign, the one that is determined by like the month and date that you're born on, but you also get like, so you get your sun, moon and rising. And like, those are all meant to mean different things about your personality. I don't actually know much. No, about I don't know. I all. only know my like um, core star sign. That's your like your sun sign. Yeah. So for context as well, let's just say our star signs I'm sure we've Mm -hmm. said it before but what is yours I know it okay so I'm
1: an Aries and even though I know that like astrology probably isn't real um to an extent I think I'm such an Aries but then I also (laughs) think because I feel like I can be quite fiery and I'm very loyal um but also that can be negative as well but then I think star signs are also one of those things that whatever you read you could apply it to yourself But what's
0: yours definitely so i'm a gemini i feel like people avoid geminis (laughs) people so funnily enough so i'm a gemini born may 21st so the first day of gemini season so i get to enjoy the whole thing um and then jay is a scorpio 7th of november Scorpio and Gemini are, like, hands down, especially based on all of the TikToks, the two least liked signs are the yeah. ones that people think, are oh, like, really horrible people, and that we're just, like, not very nice, and um, people have a really negative opinion, but I think we're pretty great, so I don't really see what the problem is, um, so I, I love being a Gemini, I think it's a really nice word to say, Gemini, love it, it sounds pretty, um. Scorpio and- is less nice. <laughs> Scorpio sounds scary. It does. Yeah. Um, I remember at Emmerdale, where I worked, I had a friend, Beth, who was also a Scorpio, and she, on the first day of work, we'd, like, all started there was like, a new team, and she, like, we all had to say a fact about ourselves, and she's like, hi, I'm Beth, and I'm a Scorpio. Um, and then um, she would always um, call Jay her Scorpio sister. Um, so... Which Jay hates because he is not into astrology at all. Now, I am into astrology in the sense that I just think it's fun and I love astrology TikToks. I do not think that it in any way actually influences your personality at all. And I also don't think, in the context of going back to this question, that the things that people say about like certain signs being compatible has any effect at all on mm. reality because I am... A Gemini, Jays, Scorpio. Those are not two signs that people ever say are romantically compatible. Like they're never on any list. Yeah. But we obviously are quite. We, compatible. You obviously are
1: compatible. It's um, like
0: it's funny because.
1: I like to laugh at it and I like to look at, you know, traits of an Aries or thing, you know, TikToks and I like to laugh at them and be like, that's so me. And I also went through a phase of thinking it was really funny on first dates to ask the guy what their star sign was and whatever they said, be like, oh, I'm an Aries, so. <laughs> <laughs> because I love to just see people's reaction to that. So I like it as like something that's a bit of fun, but I can honestly say I have never, when dating someone, like actually considered
0: their star sign and what that might mean? No, I would, it does not put me off of being friends with people or being in a relationship with someone, but I do think it's really, really fun. And I obviously am biased towards my own sign and I love to see it come up. And even (laughs) when it's like a bad thing, I'm like, hee hee. But also if it's like a good thing, I'm like, yes, Gemini. The amount Um, of TikToks we've sent each other. Oh God, there's so many. Also, like there's now quite a lot of people who are like, so the signs are also split into like fire, earth, air and water. Um, And so for context as well, Gemini is an air sign and so is Libra which is the sign of my brother and sister and my mum is a Gemini like me so whenever anything comes up that like collects all of the air signs I'm like ooh family group <laughs> chat um and there's some hilarious ones where I've sent to attain because they just make Libras look so funny and it just looks just like it's just, yeah um, it's really fun I do like the idea of it like in theory it is fun but then equally I'm like it's 100% not true because my mum is way more similar to my brother than she is to me um in terms of like personality yeah. and the way that they like behave and me and attain are way more similar and attain and cav are the same star sign me and my mum are the same star sign and mm. then attain cav and jay's little sister heidi are all libras and they are all so so different so i'm like it obviously isn't accurate yeah. but it's still fun it, every time fun. i have like a, a fiery outburst
1: um i feel like I'm quite a calm person, but if something riles me, it riles me. I'm always like, well, you can't, you can't get annoyed at me because I'm an Aries. <laughs> I think it's really funny to just be like, yeah, God, I'm such a Gemini. It's like, yeah. It's oh so gosh, funny. that's because of Aries. Yeah, what really made me laugh silly. is that in response to this one, obviously you have to be, you have to subscribe to the Sunday Times um, to see Dolly's full answer, but I can see how she like started off her answer to this question and it says yeah. hi dolly i mean uh reader which is funny because <laughs> like she she thinks that way too so it does make yeah. me laugh dolly Alderson's just such a vibe oh,
0: it is we funny. stand so oh why context, did i say that i hate that, uh, that. we stand we stand Lol. um but to give a brief answer to this question um is it a bad thing to look at people's birth charts no if no. you're just treating it as a bit of fun is it bad if you are looking at someone's birth chart and using that as a way to tell yourself that you are either compatible or incompatible. Yes that's a bad thing because you are either forcing something that might not actually naturally be there because you're like well our signs are compatible and therefore this must work or equally. You could close yourself off from opportunities just because you are making a preconceived judgment about the traits of a sign when in actual fact you haven't gotten to know the person or seeing if you're compatible so and if you have if it's just got, a got to fun, know them
1: and you're using it as a way to not see them anymore then I think it's just because you don't like them
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so I think if it's just a bit of fun absolutely I love it astrology tiktoks are my life I just think they're <laughs> hilarious um but if you are actually using it as a way to determine who you should be friends with, or who you should be in relationships with, then I think just reevaluate because you could be closing yourself off from opportunities and also just like limiting your potential in general and also your own personality. I think if you are so into astrology that you really take everything to heart, I think you might be like forcing yourself into a box and like fulfilling certain personality traits and certain good things and certain flaws and actually not letting yourself explore different things because it doesn't fit into your box yeah so I definitely like, yeah. i think this this is
1: apl- applicable applicable that was weird uh, to a lot of things that people use to kind of sort through people at are dating and decide who to date and yeah. you know these things are very surface level and it's really about the person underneath the star sign <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> and i would
1: just like um, um to round this episode up we said we were going to do this and then i forgot that we said it but because we've been talking astrology tiktoks let's oh, round off yeah. this episode what has your algorithm on TikTok
0: TikTok been showing you this tick week? Tick. TikTok um, This this week on TikTok I have been getting a lot of gym talk, fit oh. talk. Um I've been liking a lot more of them I've been getting like some really heavy squats that people are doing and I'm like, "Woo, you go girl." Um and yeah, just a lot of fitness TikToks to be honest. Wow,
1: that's very different to mine. I'm still getting white in a days, golden retrievers and babies. And also a lot of like people's mini vlogs, mini lifestyle vlogs, Ooh, which is interesting because that's the kind of content I love to create on reels. So, Have
0: you followed Meg Hughes on TikTok? No, I haven't. I, I mean, maybe, she, but I don't, that doesn't ring a bell. She's an Irish TikToker and also she has a YouTube channel as well, but she makes just the most aesthetically pleasing okay, little s- mini vlogs and I think you'd absolutely vibe, you her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with that in mind, I think that has brought this episode to an end. I, for one, I'm starving because I haven't had breakfast yet since getting back to the gym, so I need to go and eat some breakfast. So Go for it. I'm going to go gonna, and get.
1: I'm going to go and wave my hair and have a shower. I'm ready to go out for lunch. Yaz, yes, where are you love going? That? Lucia's
0: in York, Ooh. which is like an
1: Italian restaurant, which I don't think you yeah, can ever go wrong. Yeah,
0: very pretty. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, so in that sun. Case, let's go and eat food. Love mm-hmm. that for us. Thank See you, thank you next so week. much for listening. Bye.